0: Girl, girl. (laughs) I'm back from the Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii. Hawaii. I got off the plane and I got laid. You.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, usually if Steve were here, he would have he would have bogarted that dad joke. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the eye roll for Mm. days. You do look sun kissed, though. I have to say, gorgeous as always, though. But come
1: on, who am I kidding? Best. Thanks. Jillian Pensavale! Patrick
0: Hines. Guys, before we get to the show... Come see us live. Come to our part show. Please. Listen, these tickets are going fast. They're almost gone. Oh my God. I know. Almost all of the floor seats are gone. You guys, June 29th, we're, we're covering the definitive Stonewall documentary called Stonewall Uprising. Uh. It's the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. I'm going to be a mess, but in a good way.
1: Yeah. And you guys, like, that day is the 50th. It's that the, very the, it's, day. It's, this is not hyperbole. It's no. Not like, it's not the year. It's right. like the it's day. It's the very day. Like the, to the minute.
0: It's going to be insane. Special yeah. guests. We got the drag queens. We got the comic to open for us. Yeah. My amazing sister's going to be there. Let's say that she's done like six tours between Shh. Afghanistan, Iraq, and Shh. and Africa.
1: I love her. I just six her- tours with
0: the military. I should say not yes. like not like dancing for Beyonce, right?
1: No, <laughs> no. Um, I love her already. I just want her
0: to like. She's gonna love you. Okay, great. She's gonna love you. Um, you guys, the Patreon. <gasps> if you want more of us, if you want to binge like eighty episodes right away. I mean, at at least 80. At least, we're talking episode by episode coverage of The Jinx, Serial, Making a Murderer, The Staircase. We have at least 20 episodes of Making a Murderer. Yes, I know, it's true. So when you think about it that way, (laughs) there's at least 80. 80 sounds like we're just low-balling them. Yeah, no, No, you guys, you can't, you you just can't beat it. And lastly, you guys, our contest, don't forget, rate us five stars on iTunes, write at least one sentence about what you love, uh, include your Instagram handle or your Twitter handle, and we are giving away our original Garbage Bell.
1: Very 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 first one that doesn't necessarily bell as much no, as she did. No she bell needs as a good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she You guys need...
0: have to foster the bell. Yes exactly. <laughs> She's going out to the farm. On May 15th we're going to gather our top 100 favorite five star reviews and we're going to put them all in a hat we're going to pull one out and that person's going to be the re- recipient of our very first garbage bell. Yeah.
1: Um, I have one announcement. Oh girl yes tell the people. Okay so you guys know Super Hot Husband Mike. Of if course. If you've been to any of the live shows you've seen him he's amazing and super hot and super funny so he has a podcast. That's called Called Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones. Their first episode came out today. I listened to it. It's super funny. It's super weird uh-huh. and like not safe for work and crazy <laughs> and bizarre. Like this is the, remember when I was telling you about the uh, Werner Herzog interview Steve's on. I think about all the time. It's in episode one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I I produce it. It's so amazing. I'm just, just so proud of him. So it's out now. Like go subscribe and it's Ted and they're at Ted and Michael on all the things and and what's it called again? It's called Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones. It's very very clear (laughs) that the title of it is the clearest about it because then you're like what sketch am I getting next and it's like you guys were just all along for this ride together but uh Ted and Mike worked super super hard on it and I'm just really proud of them and it's funny and weird and you guys are funny and weird so get into it you're gonna love
0: that girl Girl. Girl, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about Southwest of Salem.
0: This one was a doozy.
1: It was. It was um, a doozy for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I yes. Think.
0: I really loved this documentary. I
1: did too, and I think I it was a doozy for me because we are just coming off of, again, drink if I've said it, uh, <laughs> 20 episodes of Making a Murderer. 20
0: episodes. So
1: this A, a lot of this felt rushed to me, but I feel right. like maybe if you're watching it for the first time, it doesn't feel rushed no. at yeah, all. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Southwest of Salem, it's called the the story of the San Antonio Four. It's very much like the West Memphis Three, the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah. They're using that term to try to
2: uh, stir up some awareness for, for the case. Yes. Satanic cults, satanic ritual abuse has become the fastest growing and most controversial psychological phenomenon in the country. It's a modern twist to an ancient story.
3: Investigated their world of covens and sacrifices. This case is probably the last gasp of the satanic ritual abuse panic. Allegations were made that four young women had gang-raped these two little girls.
4: My attorney said that I would lose. Nobody wants to go against a child. The whole scenario sounds like a porn movie, a man's version of what women do in their spare time.
2: They got on the bed and they started touching me. What did they say? They were silent. It's too bizarre. It's almost dreamlike. The case, it went off track in about every way you could.
4: According to the people in court, this is what gay people do. No. The other guy. A little kid.
2: If this was an easy case, someone would have snapped it up a long time ago. These are people's lives. How did this get past the
4: media, the jury, the appeals process, their defense lawyers? Until we get the exoneration, we won't actually be freed of any of this. The
2: modern version of the witchcraft trials.
0: Okay, you guys. So, Southwest of Salem, by the way, which is like one of our most requested documentaries. Yes, it's about four lesbian women from Texas, San Antonio, San Antonio, who are like accused of like a horrendously heinous crime.
1: Yeah, truly heinous. Yeah,
0: heinous is a weird word for me to say. It felt weird coming
1: out of my mouth. Have you not watched Law and (laughs) Order SVU? Because that's in (laughs) the beginning of every episode. Crimes that are considered especially heinous. (laughs) That's so weird. To investigate these felonies, they call in an elite (laughs) squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. bum -bum. (laughs) bam.
0: So it opens with like real shaky like a home video footage from, like, the year 2000. We don't really know where we are or what we're doing. It looks like we're walking into a courthouse. Right. But then, cut to, like, an interview with this woman named Anna Vasquez. Mm-hmm. First of all, I did not know this story at all. I mm-hmm. didn't know if they were good, if they had done it, if they were bad, if they went to jail, if they didn't. I'm watching this part of the documentary for one minute. I was like, are we in, where are we? We're you, in jail. You,
1: you didn't get that she was in prison with the white jumpsuit? And no, the no, 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 no. Like, because... It's like where Miss Kitty was. <laughs> yes.
4: I've always wondered where the story that they came up with actually came from, you know, where did it, uh, where did it all begin?
1: And I wish I had an answer for you, but I, I really don't. I, all I can do is speculate. So Anna Vasquez, she was, she's 37 today when we meet her present day in the in the documentary. She's born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and she tells us she came out to her mother at around 18. Yes, and she describes like it's really hard to be gay, number one, and also a gay woman in a conservative place like San Antonio. So Anna's a badass. All these women are badasses, yes, totally. like self-sufficient, independent, tough, strong, smart
0: women. But also like they also f- all feel so warm to me. Uh, totally. You know what I mean?
1: That's why I look at them and I'm like I know I should uh, Facebook come for me, but it's like you look at them and you're
0: like, they didn't do this thing. No, yeah, hundred percent. They just didn't. These are the kind of ladies that like introduce themselves with a hug, not a handshake. You know oh, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And
1: it's like I never want to give up this hug. I know. It's a warm hug, I like know. you can <laughs> lean into it,
0: and Very it's cozy. Sturdy. They yes. smell
1: really, really good. It's like a Robbie hug. You're just yeah, like, I don't right. want to go. <laughs> don't leave me. Yeah. But we learned th- we learned about Anna. Like she dropped out of college because she couldn't afford it. It doesn't mean she wasn't going to go back. She was going to like work and get the money and then. And go back.
0: Excuse you? Where did she work? Little Caesars. Little Caesars is my favorite pizza. I don't care that I live in New York. Little Caesars is my favorite. Well, you have to have ranch on it. I... <laughs> when she when she said the mom was like she went to work at Little Caesars to make money, and I was like, and because the food is delicious. And then you were like, pizza, pizza, right? <laughs>
1: So while Anna was at work at Little Caesars, she meets Cassie.
0: Cassie, who is so beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: And Cassie had just left her ex-husband. She had two kids
2: who were really, really young. Yeah. And there was a spark. Since we were in San Antonio, we would go to the carnivals. And we all decided to go. And that night, we were just stuck to each other. That's what started our relationship. She kissed me that night and it was over.
1: <laughs> and Anna and Cassie like, were off and running. They felt like they were at one together. There's this
0: beautiful footage of them on the Oh, they're putting, like, suntan lotion on each other and not, like, in the gross couple-y way. So they fall in love. They move in together with Cassie's kids. Yeah, and, and Anna has this whole thing about how, like, ah, I wasn't really ready for it, but ah, I rose to the challenge. I'm
1: super in love. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, I'll raise these kids. So then we meet Liz. So Liz becomes Cassie and Anna, who are a couple. Like, they're home away from home.
2: Right. My mom, when she found out that me and Anna were in a relationship, she wasn't happy about it, you know? So our families are very Catholic. They're very religious. Well, my mom, you know, she called me a lot of ugly names. And that was hard. And as far as my family accepting, I couldn't go home and be who I was. So... We ended up spending a lot of time with Liz at her apartment. So they're always
1: hanging out at Liz's house. We're gonna get back to Liz in a little bit, but yeah. we have to meet Christy first <laughs> because Christy was also part of this friend crew. She dated Liz for a little <laughs> while. They were they all knew each other in high school. They were on the basketball team, the volleyball yes. team. Like they all went to high school. They were just like Listen, thick as thieves. I went to like
0: a. What are the chances of four lesbians going to the same high school at the in same time? San Antonio, time? Texas. I know those odds are.
1: That's the dream, isn't I it? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So a little bit more about Liz, right? Yeah. Liz was the home away from home. Liz is pregnant and Javier.
2: Oh. Just a little
1: foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) Javier is Liz's sister named Rosemary. Yeah. Rosemary's ex-husband. Right. At this point. Javier was super hitting on Liz, inappropriately writing her all these notes. When she's 16 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So since she was 16, like up through her pregnancy. Right. Javier is a dirtbag.
0: He's a dirtbag. And so Liz, Liz had been dating women, and then she gets pregnant, and then Javier swoops in. Having divorced her sister. Right. And
4: at that time, he was like, you know, I can take care of him. I was like, no, the baby has a father. And that's when he asked me, well, why don't you just let me marry you and take care of you? And I was like, no, no. You know, for one, I didn't grow up that way. You know, I had morals and values. And that was my sister's ex husband. And what would I look like doing anything like that?
1: Yeah, she's like, what? But where it's like W U T, what? (laughs) That's whole, That's Liz about Javier. Like, what? So then one day, Garbage Javier yeah. brings his two daughters, who are Liz's nieces, yes. to, to her house. Yeah. And at this point, our four heroes are there.
0: Right. The four women are there. And these these daughters, the, Liz's nieces, we're going to be with them for a week.
4: Right. I've always been family-oriented. I think family is very important. So I've always supported everyone in my family or been around them or anything. So they were a part of that. You know, it was a normal, natural family thing. You go pick up your nephews and nieces and you, you know, hang out. They stay with you. Things like that. It's a normal life.
0: Just imagine like four warm, young, fun lesbians just like being your, your cool aunties for a week. That's what it was. And like, they were all taking turns, like taking care of the kids and feeding the kids. There's all these home videos of them just like playing and goofing around. Like they were having the best time. Right. So this is where things start to go crazy.
1: Yeah. We meet Debbie Nathan. Yeah. From the National
0: Center for Reason. Right. And Justice. And she's with us throughout. She's very, very smart. And she tells us this.
3: A couple of months after these little girls had spent a week, allegations were made that the four young women had gang-raped these two little girls over a period of two days.
0: So then Anna gets a call, like, right around the same time from one of the detectives, and she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, ellipsis.
1: What? Yeah. And then he also talks to Liz. Then it's like, five, six, seven, eight, all four women are being accused. All four of our girls are, are accused. And of course, like, these these women, because it's so insane that this they would even be accused of anything horrible. Right. They do the thing yep. where it's like, well, you know, of, I didn't do anything. Of course I'll talk to the
0: cops. You guys, nobody do this. Well, Everybody get a goddamn lawyer. And
1: we have been dragged a little in the Facebook group about us saying like, if you didn't do anything, talk to the cops. We you don't say talk to a cop's without a lawyer. Right. Maybe we should specify. Yes. We're doing it this minute. Yes, 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 yes. Get a lawyer.
0: You
4: believe as you're growing up that if you tell the truth, everything's going to be fine. You know. A couple people told me you need an attorney. Why would I need an attorney? I'm I'm innocent. There's nothing, you know, that ever happened. So, I went ahead. And cooperated with them, and it, it seemed to turn out to be a mistake. The biggest mistake, you know? you I cooperated fully, and it seems like I just dug deeper.
1: So Liz, the the aunt of these two little girls yes. who are supposedly accusing these four women of assaulting them, she gives birth to her little boy. Yes. Three days later... They arrest her, and her lawyer sucked. Her lawyer at the time is like, "I don't have any plans. I think it's just going to be you and the three of them."
0: Right. So they split. They split them up. They tried Liz on her own, and then Anna, Cassie, and Chrissy are all tried together.
1: Right. And and like throwback to West Memphis, like Damien had his own trial because he was the quote ringleader. Right. That's and right. And then Jesse and Jason had their own. They do this all the time.
0: And you know, Anna tells us that like my lawyer said to my face, he said I would lose because of the,
4: the charges the charges, nobody wants to go against a child. But he said that I would fight. He's like, I will fight for you if that's what you choose to do. So we fought.
1: And that that's where it gets murky, right? Because if you if little girls say this to you, it's like you believe victims, right? right? And that's totally valid. It's like this is the this is like the worst circle of hell I could even imagine. I know where it's like they didn't do it; there was no crime committed. But how do you like
0: refuse these little girls? Like it's well, horrible. And then especially when they get the girls to testify, Anna, even now, all these years later, is looking at the camera like I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was baffled. I, I couldn't believe it. They said that they were screaming and that.
4: Uh... We were inserting objects in them, and the things that they say we did—I just can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and and Liz especially is just like they're—they're they're my family. Right. We were taking care of them, and like some of us had, had were mothers already. Like this was not even going to happen. Right. And then we get to. Jury selection. <laughs> so we learned it was hard to find jurors who weren't homophobic. Boo <laughs> hoo. And the DA, of course, wasn't supposed to bring up their sexuality or what they did in their personal lives. Right. But of course, he did. Of course, because stupid men. Right.
0: They described them as gay, sexual, lesbian relationships. Ooh, guys. That's a lot of words. We get it. Like, right. it... Also, I accept. Right. <laughs> that should be the answer
1: always. Right, exactly. I don't care what you do as long as it's consensual. I don't give a hoot. And also if they're human.
0: And of legal age. <laughs> right, legal age and human. There's a couple of like, let's just check
1: all the, like, let's I just know, check am so. Boxes. I'm so mad, I'm like, I don't care. But wait, pulling myself back. <laughs> Sitting down, grounding myself, two feet on the floor. Yes, <laughs> consensual age to humans who say, you're into this, yeah, <laughs> I'm into this, yes. What's the safe word? pineapple great we got this i don't give a hoot not a hoot not a, not a single solitary hoot you guys do you but don't give me junk science
0: no don't give me junk science uh. you guys
1: i love science i won't stand for it i'm like a patrick octaves Ooh, welcome welcome it's hard to be up here i know but i'm it's gonna also be fun.
0: tired tomorrow <laughs> it's different from cat crunch it feels nice up here it's called a whistle register. I don't know how you stand this all day. <laughs> I just laughed so hard my ab worked. Ooh. My single You're gonna ab. feel that tomorrow. I know. She's like, I've been sleeping. Leave me leave me out of this. Where's my glove? Right. <laughs> So this is where we get the the fact that the only evidence against the women was the testimony of the little girls, but there was also, like, some, quote, physical evidence. This? Yeah, I know.
1: This is a through line, because this physical evidence comes back.
0: Right. What happened was these girls were examined by a doctor Mm -hmm. who said that their body, their genitals showed signs of sexual abuse. Right. Which we'll get back to. Right. But that's, like, our ex friend Debbie tells us that the, the jury probably would not have been able to convict them without this, quote, physical. Evidence.
1: Right, because as our, our friends are saying, like, the, the testimony of these... And, you know, St- it's Stephanie, age 10, testifies. Right. And Vanessa, age 12, going on 13, testifies.
4: Right. The testimony that was given was off the wall. You know, it was one gun here, three guns there. Then there was a knife involved. There was so
1: many mistakes... So there's someone who shows up, some another amazing woman expert, yeah. Who's just like, if you took the the little girls out of it, Stephanie and Vanessa, it would just be some really poorly written like fanfic right. that like some straight dude <laughs> yeah. wrote about like what it's like when like four lesbian best friends get together, right? When, and it's like really what they were trying to do is like have a life and have a safe space that was full of love and raise and these goddamn children. Totally. All of a sudden, cut to like. They're all found guilty. Liz is found guilty for 37.5 years because she was tried separate from the other three. And then the other three are sentenced to 15 years, Anna, Christy, and Cassie.
0: They were also, by the way, offered a plea deal that they declined to take.
1: Because after Liz was convicted, they were like, fuck this. dude! We're standing together. This never happened. And that's amazing. So, here's the thing. Uh-huh. So, Liz, who was sentenced to 35 and a half years, yes. she's in prison. For whatever reason, I don't know how or why, but Anna, Chrissy, and Cassie, who were sentenced to 15 years, are, like, out on bail?
0: Yeah, they're, they're like, out on appeal. For some reason, like, while they're appealing this case, they're out. They're not, they don't have to go to jail yet.
1: But and, while Liz is in prison, yes. these three women- The lesbian Nancy Drews! They are taking it to the goddamn <laughs> streets.
0: They're like, no one was going to help us. We had to help ourselves. They are investigating. Investa gay
1: Ooh, here bell. <laughs> so they and this is where we get that shaky camera. Yeah. Because they actually went back to the apartments where this crime supposedly took place. But the apartments are gone. They've right. been
0: torn down. They meet this like a weird random hippie who I swear wandered away from the Rash <laughs> so, Totally. I was just like,
1: what? What are you hanging? <laughs> Ellipsis?
0: What? But he had he happened to
1: have lived there right. in the same apartments. So, but they have on camera like I don't I don't know who it is. We don't know whose voice it is. But it's one of one of our girls saying like, so uh how thin were the walls? And he's like, oh dude, super thin. Like you can hear everything. <laughs> Could you hear activities that going on next door to you? Yeah. was it really loud or yeah. you can hear everything? You can
3: hear Everything on
1: the walls with thin. They were paper Okay. So if somebody was screaming
3: next door to you, you would know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if someone was, like, screaming and being tortured and sexually right. assaulted, like, do you think anyone would hear it? And he was like, bro, what? Like, totally. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, should I Should I have agreed to be on camera for right. this? Like, why are you asking me
0: this? But then they also asked him about the placement of the locks in the door. Because right. one of the girls said that the, they had locked the door and the door lock was so high that they couldn't reach it. And without any prompting, the guy's like, oh, no, it's like at your belly button. And he
1: makes a point to say, like, you didn't have to raise your arm up to open the lock. Right, like, right. Right. they're doing their best but knowing that there's a ticking clock like they're going to prison. It's
0: also so tragic because they're saying that like we were also trying to spend time with our families right? and then like trying to say to our kids like I'm gonna have to go away. They were very young but I would still tell them that there was a possibility that I was leaving
2: you know and that they would have to stay with my mom well my kids were very very close to Anna as well they asked if they could stay with her she was coming too, so I had to explain that to them.
0: It was it was brutal right. watching this. And then you guys, they turn themselves in on the day that like today's the day they're going to jail. Right. I was hysterically yeah. crying. Totally. You hear Anna has a letter that she wrote to Cassie.
4: Uh My dearest Cass, I leave you now for the next thirteen years to suffer in a cage, to conform to the codes and rules of prison life, to feel fear every day. I leave you, Cass, sweet and innocent. And soon, you, fueled with rage, will change. We've been devastated, my love. I'm sorry that I won't be there to protect you inside these prison walls.
0: And then you see them, like, turning around and getting the handcuffs put on. You know, it was, like, in the 54 episode where they were talking about how, like, they just weren't emotionally prepared for jail. Totally. These women obviously have no idea what's about to happen to them. Yeah. And we find out later in the documentary, it's so heartbreaking, inmates can't write letters to each other. I screamed Did you know that? that. I did not know that. Me either. So, like, Anna and Cassie cannot communicate.
1: You guys, remember the... Satanic panic that doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here boop, we go. Boop, boop. Breaking news, it's back again. Satan. Here's a bullshit news story about something that doesn't exist. And guess what? Diane Sawyer's involved for whatever fucking
0: reason. She fell for it too. Tom. It's been a while. It's been too long. Five minutes is too long. I know.
2: Satanic cults. Satanic ritual abuse has become the fastest growing and most controversial psychological phenomenon in the country. It's a modern twist to an ancient story. Chandler investigated their world of covens
3: and sacrifices.
1: The satanic panic is a real thing. Yeah. But this this idea of this like international global satanic right. cult is not a real thing.
0: And Debbie just lays it out. She's like, this and she even says, I know this sounds absurd, they really believe this in the nineties. So
1: here's what like Debbie explains is that like they would this cult that doesn't exist. Right, it's not would, a real thing. Would infiltrate daycare centers all around the world <laughs> to not only abuse horribly abuse, but brainwash children. To be like, hey girl, I'll see you when you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And then snap their fingers, and then find the kids when they were eighteen, and then snap the fingers again, and be like five, six, seven, eight in a cult. Right. And then the person who was old enough to realize that I should be in a cult now blindly walked to like the fucking slender mansion. Right. <laughs> that kind of insanity that they yeah. were just like, what? Okay, five, six, seven, eight. Here we go. Yes. Like, and, and Debbie's like,
3: as completely insane as this sounds, this belief got into child protection services, it got into police departments, it got into psychotherapy, it got into DA's offices. Scores of people were convicted. Who were just working in daycare centers and preschools on the basis of no conventional evidence whatsoever.
0: But what we learn also is that this was disproportionately affecting the LGBT people. Right. It happened in Massachusetts. Is like their their big example. This this kid worked at a daycare. When he turned about 18, he came out to his friends and family. The parents of the of the kids in the daycare found out that he was gay, freaked out, uh, and then came for him and then like accused him of being an, a, a satanist. I don't understand what the connection is. I know. Like... W- being Like, being gay
1: is awesome. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, being queer is amazing. Also, being interested in whatever you want to be interested in is also awesome. I don't know why you have to go to the bad part of all of it. I know. And then connect the gays <laughs> with the occult. Like, I don't understand. And you guys, like, again, if it sounds sensational, just give it a goog. Right. <laughs> or back in the day, if they didn't have a goog, yeah. pick up the phone and maybe say, doesn't this sound crazy, <laughs> Susan? <laughs> Karen, doesn't this sound <laughs> nuts? Karen Karen and Susan. Get on the phone and, and share notes. It didn't happen. You love your gays. Oh don't don't fight
0: it. Of course. Karen and Susan have great hair because they're gays. Of course, well back well, actually, if we're talking about this, in the eighties, you know, they had bangs and a fucking perm. And right. their gay Salvatore is responsible for that shit. <laughs> don't blame the Italians.
1: So just real quick, a reminder: the pediatrician who did the examination on the two girls who are accusing our four women—yeah,
0: the, of this one, the assault, pediatrician who said that there was evidence of sexual assault, Dr.
1: Kellogg, yeah, Kellogg. like the cereal. <laughs> she said in her notes, "possible satanic abuse." She wrote that in her notes. Wrote it in her notes. Can guys? you imagine? No, no, I cannot. So you know who also didn't buy it for a goddamn second? Who, that Canadian? Daryl Otto, <laughs> who's like a research scientist. He's not like, he's actually a research yeah. scientist from Canada.
4: Seven years ago this month, I came across a story about four women who had been accused of this, this bizarre sexual assault on two little girls in Texas. And I'd, I'd been doing some research on that type of crime. And this one just didn't make sense. And so I started doing research. And I... Came across a video in in the library in the college where I teach about female sex offenders, more specifically women who who offend against children.
1: So he tells us some cold hard facts. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he... you guys take notes. Get your pen, pencil, something to write on, yeah. something to write with. Here we go. <laughs> Only five percent of sex offenders are women.
0: That makes perfect sense. That actually sounds high to me, but uh-huh. okay.
1: But even then, most of them are adult women with younger boys, which she calls like a teacher lover thing. Which yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that <laughs> phrase ever again. Even though Daryl, like. What yeah. you're doing is great. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. get our girls out of here, but like I don't ever need to hear teacher lover totally ever again. <laughs> but what his point is, this does not fit a pattern.
0: No, because he also says that when there is an instance of a of a woman abusing a young child, she has severe mental illness. That's what the science tells us. And so what we're seeing with these four women does not fit any pattern. Like this is just ringing all the garbage bells in his head.
1: Right. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to put pen to paper. I'm going to write these women. And he's saying this could not have happened.
4: It took me a long time to understand everything. How did this get past the media? I mean, how did this get past the jury? How did this get past the appeals process? How did this get past their defense lawyers?
1: Also, he lives in the Yukon with sled dogs. Don't cut that. I know. That's really important. It's amazing. You know, know he's a good person, you guys. He's really just trying to do good for the world. Those sled dogs, and really, they just want to work. They're so good.
0: You and Ashley, my two favorite girls, (laughs) you, Ashley from Crime Junkie, you honestly like dogs more than people.
1: I've never argued with you about this. So you guys, enter the Innocence Project of Texas. Listen, I've got
0: one note about this.
1: I know, you think he's so hot, right? This
0: guy from the Innocence Project, (laughs) I put this note in the group. He's talking about the Innocence Project and like the 10,000 cases that they've been asked to look into. He's standing there holding a cup of coffee, looking like a million dollars. This guy Mm -hmm. is fit for Jesus. He's got tattoos on his arms. And my notes just say, why does he have a shirt on? Next note, but seriously, how do we get a shirt off? Ellipsis. What <laughs> and we
1: learn that like not just your Hottie is saying this. Yeah. But a couple of angry people. Jeff and Mark, our other friends who are not interviewed with your Hottie. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> it knows? doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. Who he cares? doesn't have a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that face. So the two that you're talking about are they're lawyers. Right. They're the lawyers for the Innocence Project, and these guys are whip fucking smart. Yeah. And they have no goddamn time for your shit. And
1: they're saying like
2: if, if if this was an easy case, someone would have snapped it up a long time ago, probably. If this was a case that involved DNA and just a DNA test, but it's a very difficult case without a magic bullet such as DNA, this is a
0: case in which no crime at all occurred.
1: I hate everything now.
0: Uh, Me too, but I love that we're in Texas and this one lawyer says... I look at these cases as a great chance to show a deeper, more persistent bias
2: in the criminal justice system, a bias against gay people that I think we refuse to admit...
0: And he says, and he kind of says this as an aside. It's something like, like Kathleen Zellner would totally, say. Totally. I thought that too. He says a lot of lawyers jump into these cases thinking that because their client is innocent and their cause is just, they're going to win. And he's like, that is so far from the truth.
1: And he's like, if people only knew how little justice actually happened in the court system, we'd all throw ourselves off a cliff. Yeah, he's like, you probably I mean, ama- I'm paraphrasing, but. Yeah.
0: He's like, you would probably amass at court courthouses with lighted torches. I was like, that sounds like a good idea. So tomorrow at noon? I know. So we hear a phone call from one of the lawyers. Oh my
1: God. Well, I know. We're here. We're here. August 4th, 2012.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, Deb. Uh, this is Mike Ware. It's uh, Saturday morning, about 9.45. 45. I just got off the phone from Stephanie. Uh, Jeff and I are talking about driving out to Houston tomorrow to talk to her. She's uh, ready to make this right, get her in out of prison. It's all pretty exciting. Give me a call.
1: So, Mike and Jeff, the lawyers, the angry lawyers from The Innocent Project, who I love. Like, I'm not saying angry in a bad way. It's just like, girl, we need your anger. Yeah. They meet with Stephanie. Stephanie, one of the accusers who testified on the stand, all this crazy shit that never happened.
0: She was the younger one. She was like the nine year old. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's all grown up now, and she has some shit to say. And then we see her. They're like in the coffee shop, and it's like, here she is, boys. Like, here she is. Like,
0: and the audio of this is awful, so it's hard to hear exactly what she says.
1: At a a crowded coffee shop.
0: fucking and they're trying to record it too it's i know not just our audio
1: why couldn't you have met her where we met you in the documentary right. like bring her to the innocence project exactly Where like,
2: we... do you start at the beginning um or, or wherever you think is a
4: reasonable place to start okay so me and my sister had dolls you know barbie dolls we're young we're stupid we're gonna experiment we're gonna see what you show us You know, and my grandma caught us. And they locked us in a room. They sat there for, I don't know, what seemed like forever. Like, what happened there? What happened there? You know something happened there. Yes, you know something happened there, which nothing happened. And we told them nothing happened, nothing happened,
0: nothing
1: happened. happened.
0: I don't fully understand the story that she tells.
1: I had to Google it because I rewound this a bunch of times. Okay, then
0: you explain that.
1: So Stephanie was saying that she and her sister were playing with Barbie dolls. Uh Uh-huh. And she says... I don't know if it's the editing or her storytelling. I didn't understand this. But she's like, you know, we were young and stupid and experimenting and we were caught. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not clear on what this... Means. Right. But
0: whatever they were caught doing, their grandmother was super mad about it. They were locked
1: in a room. Yeah. And their grandmother and their father, Javier, was like, what the fuck happened? You were at Liz's a couple days ago with all those lesbians. lesbians. This is where you learn this. Now, I rewound this way too many times. I asked Super Hot Husband Mike about it. Yeah. He didn't know. I Googled I it.
0: I looked at it, I was like, I don't know what's happening. But
1: what happens later is that one of the guys from The Innocence Project kind of clears it up. What they were sa- what they were doing was sort of just like have making their Barbie dolls have sex with each other and experimenting oh. in that way. Oh, it was not at all clear. No, yeah. But the and what she's saying, like we were young and stupid and experimenting and we were caught. Right, sounds a lot worse than like <laughs> yes. a couple hot naked Barbies. <laughs> So they, like, locked them in the closet and they forced them to say, they were like, where did you learn that? And they were like, I don't know, we're kids. It was the love. grandmother
0: and their father yelling at them. Right. Basically inventing a story.
1: Right. This is the, These are the seeds planted about how Javier is a piece of shit. But I, I've come to him in the
4: past and I've told him that I don't remember anything happening to me. And he says, it did. You're stupid. You don't know. You don't know anything. And I said, I do remember, I said, I asked him, I said, how is it? I remember all the good things she's put me through, but never the bad things. And he says that I'm crazy. He says, I don't know what I'm
1: talking about, but I'm just crazy. So you guys, like, we're kind of off and running here. Yeah. Because suddenly it's like the ADA is letting the Innocence Project
0: look at all their files. So the people who put the women away are now being like, no, 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 we're here for this. And even the the lawyers for the Innocence Project are like, they're being really cooperative. Yeah,
1: even the unscreen text is like, shockingly. Yeah.
0: I think what's happening is that the world has changed. I think that, like, if you review this case, you're like, oh my God, we put these women away for being lesbians. Yeah. We don't hate that so much anymore. But
1: what's interesting is that, so the parole... Board approves Anna's release yeah which is shocking and just kind of comes out of nowhere to everybody
0: it, because you're thinking like oh she's getting out because the niece came forward and said that it didn't happen that's not what's happening but here it's, but Anna is not the aunt right. Liz is the aunt right exactly so it's like why Anna well we find out that Cassie's been acting out so if there's any good behavior time Cassie's not getting that sure, sure <laughs> so sure, sure. Anna might have just been on her best behavior so she would have been the most eligible right and it's also like Anna feels this like this incredible guilt last night I got the official notice that
4: I made parole, how can it be? I had my mind set on doing two more years and now it's two months. I have a lot of questions about this. Why did I make parole? My heart hurts when I think of Cass, Liz and Chris. I don't want to leave them behind. It doesn't feel right. Why should I be the one to leave? Cass, Liz have children. Haven't they suffered enough?
0: So now we're at Anna's house, and, like, the mom and, like, Anna's sister-in-law, who we've never met before. They're, like, getting the whole house ready for her. And the sister-in-law is so excited. It's very sweet. And I haven't seen her where I can be able to hug her because she's been behind the glass. So I'm going to finally get to hug her, and I'm, like, not going to let her go. Okay,
2: you're taking
0: the blankets for her? Yes. In case she gets cold? Yes. Okay. So we're taking the blankets. I got everything in the car. They're driving to the prison to pick up Anna. And, like, you're seeing Anna be walked out. They literally walk her to the gate of the prison. And they're like, bye. And just like that, she's out of prison and in the real world. She's in that car for one minute before she is hysterical in her mother's lap.
1: In her mother's arms. Yeah. I, I just say in my notes, this car reunion, I can't. I know, I know. But you know, you could see it on her face. And this is why I love Anna so much. You could see it on her face like... I'm out here, but, like, I'm not going to, like, have a real life until everyone else is right, out. Right,
0: right, exactly. You could tell
1: the minute she's, like, she's tasting that air, she's chewing that gum, and yeah. she's having her moment, and God bless her, she should. Yeah. But she's like, oh, I'm I'm ready to fight. Like, you can kind of hear this, like, rally cry in her head. Like, totally. she's ready to go.
4: There are three other women behind bars, and I don't feel complete without them until they're home and we get exoneration of this.
1: You guys, we meet Javier. Should we do a slow bell or like a just... Out- <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't know if it's garbage bell for me. He does not look like what I thought he was going to look like. No, I know. He looks like a schlubby guy. He looks like a guy who still in 2019 has like that beeper holder. Uh- <laughs> and like, like the 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 earpiece for his phone, <laughs> and even when we see him in 2015 or whatever it is, he has like that briefcase. So It's yeah. like, why do you fucking have a briefcase? I know, you I know. So we get, so we get this interview with Javier,
0: like two camera, like this bitch agrees to be like, yeah, no, I'll sit and talk with you. And again, I don't know what he's talking. He, he's talking shit about Stephanie. Do you feel
5: like you have something to hide. No,
4: nothing no, no. Do you have something to fear? No, no, no. I, I and this is what I tell Stephanie. Stephanie, whatever it is you're going to do, do it more quickly. That's what I say to Stephanie. And, but understand, Stephanie, that when you do this, you've got to remember what you're going to do and what's going to come to be. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to live with it.
1: You got to remember, Stephanie, you know, you have to remember what's going to go on. And then when you remember, and then when that thing comes to be, you have to remember what that means. And remember, that's what I told her. And so I told her, you just, you know, it's just my hands are clean. And I just told her she's got to remember. And I don't remember what I told her to remember. But I just, you have to remember, Stephanie, that if you remember, they'll remember. And they're going to remember.
0: So now we meet Mary Burdett, who I think that she's a social worker.
1: Yeah, she's like hired by the Innocence Project of Texas to
0: investigate the case. Yeah. So she's telling us, like, yeah, this Javier character, he's a little sketchy.
1: Well, here's what I love about Mary. No time for your shit. (laughs) She like suddenly is like at a diner with Serafina, the grandmother. Right, exactly. Who also was like in all the paperwork. Like the grandmother who locked them in the closet, who was like, All these lesbians did this horrible stuff to you. Exactly. So Mary is trying to Not gotcha, (laughs) Serafina necessarily, but just get her to tell the truth. So maybe gotcha because she lied the first time.
3: Yeah. You know, I spent several hours with Javier. He says he doesn't know what happened to... His daughters, they never told
0: him.
3: I didn't hear anything. They never told me anything. My mom and I never discussed
0: it. I didn't hear a word of trial,
3: he said. I wasn't there. I had to sit in another room.
0: Mary Beth is trying to get to the bottom of, like, did Javier and the grandmother, Serafina, feed these girls a story to then tell to the police or whatever? Or did the girls really suffer this experience and told the true story? Right. And Serafina and Javier are just trying to not get in trouble now that one of the girls has spoken out right so he's saying like i i didn't tell them anything i didn't even ask them any questions i took i called the police the police told me to take them to the doctor but his
1: reasoning is so weird yes
0: because he's like i wanted to remain fair and impartial to everything i didn't want people to say well this is what you
3: said to them i did nothing other than take them to where i was instructed they did the interviewing they did the questioning
0: but when you cut to his original statement to the police, they highlight, I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked. And I then asked. I said, and then, and then she then I said, said and yeah. Then she, yeah. Javier fed them a fucking story. And he knows he's busted now. Right. Like, the other acts to grind he had with these women, was remember Ugh. that he had written letters to Liz when she was, like, a kid. Oh, a teenager? A teenager. And, right. and she'd rebuffed him and been like, I'm not that into you. And also her, like, niece-in-law, his niece-in-law or whatever. Right, exactly. And so Liz's mother has the original letters, and she tells the story about confronting him and he's just like it wasn't me I don't know what you're talking I didn't write those letters that's he was not me like, I, these letters just appeared out of
1: nowhere out of goddamn thin air right and it is it is it is a mystery and I and, and it's, it's you gotta remember when it's a mystery and it's like who are you I mean actually he's he might as well be standing up and walking in circles right. as he's talking because I'm like girl you're just got to chase those words like what it's are true. you saying they didn't just appear he's like my sweet angel Javier Limon like his full oh, name it's it's awful it's so, so disgusting gross. Can we just go back to this junk science real quick and then yes. and then wrap it up cuz I can't. So what what we're learning now from our friends at the Innocent Project and and Debbie is is like back in the day, people like Dr. Nancy Kellogg,
0: the, she was one that said there was there was evidence of sexual assault
1: and satanic panic. And satanic, and satanic panic. abuse. Like in her like, notes. In her oh note, like Kellogg as in cereal wrote right. in her scientific <laughs> notes and Satan was at work. Right. Like
0: bitch, are you kidding me? I know.
1: When they would examine a child who was who was accusing someone of sexual assault, they would always study it against this like perfect pristine model yeah. of what and it sounds creepy to say but like what a per, like what a pristine child's genitalia should look like? Uh, God. God. Uh. <laughs> but science of course has evolved and it's like no like it, that's not it. Like just because something was off a little bit doesn't mean sexual assault and or Satan had a hand in any of it.
0: Right, because our friend Dr. Dr. Debbie, I'm assuming she's a yeah, doctor. Yeah. Maybe she's not. Whatever, author Debbie Queen Debbie, whoever. Right? She's saying that, like, over the years they've examined thousands of young girls. It's not uniform, and and we now know that what the pediatrician saw on these two girls in this case was not a sign of sexual assault. And this Dr. Kellogg actually impeaches herself. By, she recants. Yeah, by signing an affidavit saying I was wrong. And
1: good for her. Yeah, honestly. And so then it's like breaking news. The remaining three of the San Antonio Four have filed motions about the new evidence and affidavit. And then we get like cut to Anna at the diner with her new girlfriend, Denise. I know. Hey guys, hope, you, hope you're doing well. If you're not, good for you. Whatever. And then it's suddenly like, again, like the anti-making a murderer. It's like a couple weeks later, like Anna walks Cassie, Liz, and Christy out of prison.
0: This was like moment four of me face down on the desk Saw. I mean,
1: it is to see them all like holding hands together. Yeah. And meeting, like, I mean, Cassie's like, I'm your grandmother. I mean, meeting I know. their family, clutching their parents, it's, clutching it's, each other. It's
0: also just amazing the way that these women have all stayed friends. Yes. Over the years. Without communicating. Without communicating. <laughs> but then... We get this, we get like a solid 10 minutes of the reality show of, of them these, like playing pool. These four lesbians just out in the world drinking beer playing pool. Out and
1: about. And they're like, we want to get exonerated, but first, <laughs> 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 we got to hang for a little bit because they truly were each other's chosen family. They were. And it's so beautiful that like they, they
0: really did pick up right where they left off. And they all look and remind me so much of the lesbians I grew up with. It's because... just, I'm, I'm watching them, they're like at this gay bar playing pool. Then we find out that Christy and Anna are like, Like suddenly in a relationship and like super bickery, which I'm so there (laughs) for. Well, it's like the the filmmaker like corners them and it's like, what's it like to be in a relationship? We ended up being in a relationship.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How
5: was that? Well, it was kind of weird at first, right?
2: Well, actually, we fought it, right? A little bit.
5: I don't know, (laughs) Christine.
3: Why does
1: it gotta be on me? Because I've been talking about it all. You I mean your view you has to be seen now. No, too. I don't think
3: it was weird.
1: And wait. I'm like, wait, did they hook up in prison? Because the way like Chrissy's like, well it was forbidden at first. But right. like the first time was really intimate. I was
0: like, what in the shower? <laughs> Mm. I know. And it's amazing because they are, Anna's trying to get Chrissy to agree that it, it's weird. And like, they, they tried to not do it. And Chrissy's like, no, I'm super into this. Yeah. And
1: she's like, you should probably have a say in our story. Right, like, totally. It's so adorably bickery. It is.
0: Um, I, I texted you. I was like, I'm totally down for the Chrissy Anna reality show that's happening in the last 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And
1: then I was like, no, I know. The whole thing where it's like, no, you should. No,
0: I will. Okay, right. you should. Okay, fine.
1: Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Like, I'm upset. Like, that's what a real marriage is, by the way.
0: 100%. Just like, should I? Are you going to? Don't forget about Zola, you guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, can you for once in your life? Well, I do all the time. Well, can you do it finally? I mean, the cameras are here. That's marriage,
0: everybody. Totally.
1: So then the whole point is like, yeah, this is all fun and games. We want to get exonerated. Yeah. Guess what, guys? No spoilers?
0: They get exonerated. (laughs) They go in front of the same judge that they had been in front of when they got like sentenced Uh or whatever. Yeah. We learned that there are three ways that this can go.
2: They can be found actually innocent. Which is exoneration, a judicial finding of actual innocence. The court can find that there, for whatever reason, is not enough evidence of actual innocence, but they could find that they are still entitled to a new trial uh, because they had an unfair trial. And, and of course, the third um, possibility in the universe of possibilities is they could be denied all relief and have to return to prison to finish out their sentences.
0: And so this judge finds that, like, though they were treated badly, there wasn't enough evidence to exonerate them completely. I know, ding him, give him a ding. But he says, you know, that they they do deserve a new trial, which is a big bummer.
1: Yeah, it's not what I wanted to hear. When it was, when we heard, it's like junk science, the Innocence Project, like, Stephanie recanted. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, I know,
0: I know. But you know what? It It gets bumped up a notch to the next, like, higher court. Right. This movie ended too abruptly i yeah, being honest. Totally. But it, we get all of a sudden this on screen text, yeah. and they get, like, to the shock of everybody, they're fully exonerated. I
1: say in my notes, guess what? The I Criminal know.
0: Court of Appeals says they are fully innocent. They're totally exonerated. And this is where I'm going to play the West Wing music underneath it because I didn't for 54. The text from the opinion says those defendants have won the right to proclaim to the citizens of Texas that they did not commit a crime, that they are innocent, that they deserve to be exonerated. These women have carried that burden. They are innocent and they are exonerated. This court grants them the relief they seek. They Um, are exonerated. They are exonerated. You never, we never get that. Never, never. But Never. also, then the movie's just over. <laughs> like, there's no we don't find out what happened to fucking Javier. Look,
1: Javier should be in prison for bullying people. Like he like, obstruction of job. I don't know what
0: the term is, but or, like he should be, I don't know, punished for something. I totally agree. I just want to know, like, there that's We don't even see their reaction right. to the court's opinion. Totally. We don't get five more minutes with Anna? I mean, I'm here for that reality show, Andy,
1: <laughs> at Andy Bravo. I think he's just at Andy. Come on, Bravo. Come on, Bravo. What are you doing? up with the Housewives. Let's get the San Antonio Four on here. <laughs>
0: We did it. Listen, I really like ninety percent love the movie. I wanted five more minutes. I mean, you never say that. I know. So... I know that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just it was really it was super emotional. I loved. I loved these women. I was heartbroken and horrified by so many things. But yeah. then by the end of it, you know, you are still clapping to the West Wing, and you are just like I
0: know. Oh, yes, And they're <laughs> they ow, were exonerated. They're... I want to know where they are. I want to know what became of them. Like, I really, I just want like the sequel. Yeah, someone call us. I know. You guys, come see live at our Pride show in June yeah speaking of oh my god there's so much gay stuff lately <laughs> oh my god so excited i mean, here for it June 29th Saturday the 50th anniversary of Stonewall mm-hmm. it's gonna be our best show ever 600 seat theater girl I mean come meet your fellow TCO fans uh, meet our drag queens that are gonna be hanging out come perfect. see our comic it's gonna be the best come on the Pride tours that day I'm just I'm so excited for yeah,
1: it yeah and it's the anniversary to the day everybody I, know, I wanna I, I really wanna stress that I feel like we haven't been stressing that enough uh, check out our Patreon. If you yes. go to patreon.com slash true Obsessed, or go to true com and then click on the Patreon link. Yep. We have so much here for you. For five bucks, you get, oh my god, <laughs> 20 episodes of Making a Murderer. The first season of serial. The Jinx. The staircase. The staircase. All
0: of our like our first two full bonus episodes of like Madonna Dare, the Queen of Versailles.
1: Yeah, a bunch of like hangout fun bonus episodes with us. Our live shows? Our live shows, the videos of them. Yes. Cool. The <laughs> Uh, and then <laughs> ad-free stuff uh, from Ted Bundy Tapes on. Yeah.
0: And Lorena coming up soon. Lorena is our very next thing. We're covering yes. on Patreon. You guys, just a reminder, we're running our very first contest ever. We're giving away our original Garbage Bell. The, uh, the OG. I'm going to be sad to see I her know, go. I know, She needs to go to a good home. I She's know, tired. I'm happy to
1: send her up to the farm. I'm happy. Yes.
0: You guys, go to iTunes, review us five stars, write at least one sentence about what you love about our show. Mm-hmm. On May 17th, we're going to gather our top 100 favorite reviews. We're gonna pull a name out of a hat. Yeah. If you've already reviewed us on iTunes, just just make sure you have your Twitter or Insta handle so we can find you. Yeah.
1: We have to be able to get in contact with
0: you, girl. Yeah. And if you've already reviewed us, just go back and edit it. Add your Twitter or Insta handle. Yeah. And if you're not on iTunes, fear not. This is just our first of very, very, very many. No, don't worry. We we're gonna we're we're here for everybody. So yeah. don't worry. You guys, I am so excited to tell you what we're doing next. We are doing Oxygen's "The Disappearance of Maura Murray." Okay, so how are we so explain
1: to me again how okay. we're how we're we gonna do this? So
0: you can see all of the episodes for free on Oxygen.com. You can watch it for free; you don't have to pay a dime. Mm-hmm. It's six episodes. We are gonna do it in two. Episodes. Okay. Back to back. Okay. So three episodes. Per one episode of TCO. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's good. You guys, I'm obsessed. Everyone's obsessed with Maura Murray. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Okay. I can't wait. Uh, you guys, our palette cleanser is going to be yes! celebrating the lesbians. Yay! The proper fun home. I haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. We'll see when we get there. Yeah.
1: And also at Ted and Michael for Super Hot Husband Mike's uh, super funny and weird new podcast. Yes. Go no
0: find it, you guys. You guys, I'm obsessed with you. Stay tuned for our outtakes. Stay tuned for the trailer for the Maura Murray doc And stay tuned for our palate cleanser.
1: I mean, I'm going to be here. I don't know
0: if anyone's going to join me. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.
2: We don't know where she is. We don't know where she was going. And we don't know what happened to her.
5: Mass College student hasn't been seen since she crashed on Route 112
0: in Woodsville. A witness saw her walking away from the accident. She was going to graduate into a nursing career. She was a role model for me. Such a driven individual.
5: She didn't deserve any harm.
0: <laughs> Where is Maura Murray? What happened to her?
4: How does a person disappear when there's three people watching? Do
5: you wish you had gone back?
3: Sometimes I think that I may have disappeared too. Fred, what do you think happened to Mara?
0: Guy grabbed her and killed her. It makes you think that this is a serial killer. I think
3: Mora found out she was pregnant. I'd like to think maybe she escaped. She wanted to start her new life somewhere. Mara, we knew, was completely different than
4: what's come up in all of these theories. Sure enough, I started peeling back the layers, and I found
2: all these secrets.
3: It sounded like she was crying, and she mentioned something about her sister. Why are you upset with
2: the police?
5: I think they're hiding something.
3: None of the
4: police contacted me, and I'm her sister.
5: You cannot trust anybody.
2: Her family, policemen, people who were on the scene. What did you do, mister? You will become obsessed with this case. If you haven't already,
0: you will.
1: This is a last-ditch attempt to solve this case, and I just want
0: to find the truth. Potentially, this could be the last piece of evidence that could help us link anything to maura murray's case i really think you can find her
1: see her praise that's the longest time you ever sat for
5: a stakeout what the hell is this
0: there he is that's him
5: what's he running from he knows
2: where is my daughter
1: about the word heinous. I don't know well what you say. Didn't it's like, a word. said it episode where yeah. you were like, girl, you need to stop saying that word. I don't know what episode <laughs> it was, but I said it a lot and you were like, we get it. <laughs> I hate it. Where's my club? I say it I say to myself in the shower now. Guys, <laughs> Where's my club? <laughs> High kicking. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. Can I tell you how boring my mom's life was? <laughs> She mom, should be so lucky. I know. I will tell you that my mother just did nothing but listen to Chris Williamson, like, read books about, like, the historical Jesus and burn patchouli. That's what my mom's lesbian life was like.
1: Your mom is such an amalgam <laughs> of all the things. I know. <laughs> I love that she was super gay. Yeah, super religious. Super hippie, but super was just like, I want to hear about Jesus. My
0: mom lo- My mom is obsessed with Jesus. She was a scholar. She was. A she which became an
1: Episcopal priest. You think I don't listen when we record. <laughs> just get a second opinion on the bananas yes, but banana buffoonery can we talk, that can we we talk have tomorrow going? Alf is on Alf oh Alf <laughs> he, Alf ate cats <laughs> and I'm a dog person but like we're gonna sit down and be like I can't speak to you right now about this other insane thing because Alf who's an alien who right. eats cats is on his real name was Gordon Shemway. and I have to deal with that but I can't deal with this other totally unrealistic thing right yeah no not today Karen You know who can't also deal with it? (laughs) Our new best friend, Daryl Otto. Otto from Canada.
0: Inventor and Krauts had nothing to get very worked up about. As soon as Otto came on the screen, I was like, "Otto testing's been in my head all day now." Yeah. His inventions were failures. His future seemed bleak. He went to the opera at least twice a week. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. -dun 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 -dun
5: Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god Last night, I got so excited I was too enthusiastic Thank you for not laughing Well, you laughed a little bit At one point when I was touching you And said I might lose consciousness Which you said was adorable And I just have to trust That you don't think I'm an idiot Or some kind of an animal I never lost control due to overwhelming lust But I must say that i'm changing my major to joan i'm changing my major to sex with joan i'm changing my major to sex with joan with a minor in kissing joan And study to Joan's inner thighs A seminar on Joan's ass in her Levi's And Joan's crazy brown eyes Joan, I feel like Hercules. Oh god, that sounds ridiculous. Just keep on sleeping through this and I'll work on calming down. So by the time you've woken up, I'll be cool, I'll be collected, and I'll have found some dignity. But who needs dignity? Because this is so much better. I'm radiating happiness. Will you stay here with me for the rest of the semester? We won't need any food. We'll live on sex alone. Sex with Joan! A thesis on Joan It's a cutting-edge field And my mind is blown I will gladly stay up every night To hone my compulsory skills with Joan I will study my way down her spine Familiarize myself with her well-made outline While she researches mine know who I am. I've become someone new. Nothing I just did is anything I would do. Overnight everything changed. I am not prepared. I'm dizzy. I'm nauseous. I'm shaky. I'm scared. So sublime, I don't know sheet and my heart feels complete let's never leave this room how about we stay here till finals i'll go to school forever i'll take out a dementedly huge high interest loan cause i'm changing my major to John